The Gospel according to Mark, chapter 12 and the verse 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifice. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any questions. Just bow in a moment's prayer, please. Father, we thank thee for what we have been singing. We thank thee for your help given this morning. We thank thee, Father, for the word of God. And we pray now, Lord, as we draw the gospel net in to close this meeting, that the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit, will rest upon us, Lord. Thou will speak with a voice that wakes the dead and bid the sleeper rise, bid his guilty conscience dread the death, the death, the death that never dies. For Jesus' sake, amen. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ as he looked into the heart of the young scribe in this 12th chapter of Mark and the 34th verse is the text that I want to close our meeting with this evening. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Now, I believe in my heart that this is the position of some in these gatherings these Sunday nights. And I believe those that are listening to me tonight here and there and will view this at a later stage, I believe that some of you are not too far away from the kingdom of God. Not far from the kingdom. Not far from the kingdom. Whether a man or woman is in the kingdom or out of the kingdom or near the kingdom is something at the end of the day that only two people know, really. And that is the Lord and that is themselves. You can look as if you're in the kingdom of God and on your way to heaven. You can act as if you're in the kingdom and saved and born again and on your way to heaven. And you can certainly sing as if you are a believer on your way to heaven. 
But Jesus said, you know that they draw near to me with their lips, and their heart is far from me. Now where is your heart tonight in relation to these, to these meetings, these mighty meetings that are going on here every Sunday night, and the word of God that you have been listening to? Where are you in relation to the kingdom of God tonight? Maybe you say to me tonight, I am not sure whether I'm in the kingdom or not. Well, I can't tolerate my friend an answer like that if I asked you, are you saved? And you say to me, I am not sure that I'm saved. I can't, I can't uh, accept that whatsoever. If I were to ask some of you tonight, are you in the lifeboat church down at the Moy there on a Sunday night, the 21st of March, are you sitting in the meeting and listening to Bertie Johnson preaching and you say to me, I don't know? Well, I'd say there's something wrong with you. Or if I were to say to you, is this your wife that's sitting beside you and you were to say to me, I couldn't tell you. Well, you'd either need your ears well cuffed or else you would need to go to the department of psychiatry in the morning. Don't know. My friend, this is something that we can know. It's a wonderful thing to know of sins forgiven and peace with God. When a man or woman steps into the kingdom of God, they're coming out of gross darkness into the marvelous light. Isn't that a wonderful statement? Out of darkness into the marvelous light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Job says, and Job's the oldest book in the Bible that tell us it's read. And mind you, if you'd been through all that Job was through, Job could say, he could say, I know that my Redeemer lives. Man, I'm glad to be able to say that, and I've been saying it for 50 years. I know that my Redeemer lives. Can you say that tonight? The man, John, and John 9, that man says, one thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. Oh, thank God for spiritual sight this morning. I love a man or a woman, you know, that's honest. I love a man or a woman that's true. And they say to you, if you talk to them and ask them, are you saved? Are you born again? Are you on your way to heaven? And they say to you, and, and, and say to you I'm not. Be honest tonight. Be honest, sinner, tonight, young man, young woman. Be honest tonight in this meeting. Nail your colors to the mass tonight. Be honest with God tonight. Be honest with yourself tonight. And don't be hedging around the matter. You're either saved or lost. You're either on your way to heaven or you're way to hell. You're either born again or you're not born again. You're either enjoying the Lord or you're not enjoying the Lord. I met a, chief, a retired chief superintendent from the police at a funeral some, some time back ago. And I said to him, well, George, how are things? Are you, uh, are you ready for heaven? He says, I'm not the best of men, Bertie, but I'm not the worst of men. Now, that's an awful answer. Not the best or not the worst. Where do you come into that? My friend, you can have your sins forgiven and peace with God. I don't know where you stand, but I know where this religious scribe stood, not because what he said, but by what the Lord Jesus said. And I happen to believe anything that the Lord Jesus said. Everything that he said the scribe up until now, uh, it was true. And the Lord had a conversation with him that we saw. And the Lord tells us, the Lord tells us, the one that created us, the one that knows us, the one that, 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 that from eternity past knows us, 
knows everything about you, knows where you'll be tomorrow, knows when you'll die, how you'll die, knows all and everything about the Lord God that looketh into the hearts of men, Jehovah, whose eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth. He knows, he knew the heart of this man. And he could say to this man, you're not far. You're not far from the kingdom of God. Not far. Where are you tonight, I wonder? Jesus says, I am the door by me. If any man enters in, he shall be saved. He's a door for any man, any woman. No matter who you are, where you are, what you've done, how bad, how evil, how wicked your life and your past has been, whether you're a sodomite or a drug addict, doesn't matter, my friend, or the religious man as clean as a hound's tooth and everything going right and religious and church going and all. Listen, there's a friend Jesus Christ who wants to save you tonight. And he's able to save you. Any man, if any man, that wee word, you know, is what that door hinges, that door swings on, that wee word, if, if any man. It's a wide door. But it swings on a small hinge, and that hinge is if, if any man. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Any man, no limited atonement here. Any man, whosoever will may come. I tell you what a mighty gospel we have tonight. The whosoever will may come. Remember the harlot in John 4, she had, she had five husbands and met the Lord Jesus Christ at the well. Remember after the conversation, she ran back and left the water pot and she ran back into Samaria and she said to the men, Come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Savior of the world? Boy, she knew more than some of the theologians know. She knew that he was the saviour of the world. That's why we preach this gospel tonight. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever, you tonight, you mother tonight, you father tonight, you young person tonight, whosoever, 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 that means you. And that means me. God so loved the world, whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, I tell you, this is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of grace. If, if, if you step in, if you step over tonight, if you come by faith tonight, if you repent of your sins tonight, and I'll show you before it close how simple it is for you. I'm after souls tonight. I'm after some of you that are so near the kingdom, but you're not in yet. You're not in. And you might as well be 10 million miles away if you're not in. Not in. If you're not in, you're damned. You can be near the door, you can be beside the door, you can be at the threshold of the door, but not through the door. Judas Iscariot kissed the very door of heaven, and he went to hell. The rich ruler fell at the feet of the door. The living Christ, he fell at the feet of the door, and he was damned. Felix trembled as he stood in the presence of the living God as Paul preached on temperance, righteousness, and judgment to come. He trembled. He trembled. There's not much trembling going on now. There's not much conviction now. Not much repentance now. He trembled. 
And that woman that he was with there, whenever Paul was preaching, wasn't his wife, Drusilla. He was living with her and he shouldn't have been living with her. She was another man's wife and she was a Jewess. She didn't tremble. And there's some of you brought up in Christian homes and you've heard the gospel so much. But you've never trembled. You've never trembled in the fear of God. And it's very strange that God starts to move amongst the Catholic people. And five out of the eight Catholics that have sought the Lord down at Clabby, five, five of the eight, five of them are Catholics of the eight that sought the Lord. Hearing someone in the gospel for the first time. And God's moving amongst the Catholics. And if you're in here tonight and you're of that persuasion, listen, that doesn't matter. God loves you. Christ died for you. It's for the whosoever will. The whosoever will may come. And Felix trembled. He shook. An old pagan Roman governor. He shook. Under the preaching of, of the power of God. Righteousness. Temperance. Judgment. Judgment. My friend, there's judgment coming. Sinner flee for judgment is coming. Flee to the Lord Jesus. And find rest tonight. And find him. Now what is it that brings a man or woman to the door? I'm not asking you tonight what brings you through the door. We'll deal with that just as we close. I'm not going to preach long. For the past 50 years, I've had the joy of seeing many dear souls come to the Lord. I've saw them come out of darkness, from the worst of darkness, and the worst of things into the light of the gospel. And I have found almost without exception three things. Three very simple things tonight that brought them to the door of the kingdom. And these things are as poignant tonight as ever they were there to bring men and women to the door of the kingdom. First of all, the prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints. Let any believer here tonight study their conversion. Think of your conversion. Maybe saved years, maybe not saved that long, but think of your conversion. And you'll be able to trace that conversion back somewhere, some way, to someone who prayed. Maybe a mother. Maybe a father. Maybe a husband. Maybe a wife. Maybe a child. And it's not until sometimes after we're saved that we realize who prayed for us. There were three Alex in Fermanagh who prayed for me and Pat. Three men by the name of Alec. First of all, there was Alec Moore. Alec was an oil man, Fermanagh Oil Service. He just died a couple of years ago. He, he was an elder in the Free Presbyterian Church in Enniskillen. He was down there last year and gave him a testament. His wife was there. And Alec used to come out with oil to us on the farm and for the lorry that my father had. And there was another fellow knocked about our house at the time. And we knew that Alec was Christian. We knew that he was a good living man. So we used to plan to curse whenever he come. God help us. And we used to curse Alec. And Alec would witness to us and he would pray for us and he would tell us where we were going. And I thank God for Alec Moore's prayers with all my heart. 
Then there was another man, Alexander, his name, the nickname was Tandy. He was, a, he was one of the Fergusons, that many Fergusons around there. There's hundreds of them, and a lot of them not related to one another. But Tandy, they gave him a nib to all them Fergusons, nicknames, because there was more willies and more billies and more. And they gave them all nicknames, and this man was called Tandy. And the time when I was a boy, he wasn't married, he didn't marry on until late in life. He had a farm, the father used to call for the milk. And I remember my father and I going in and coming home from the creamery one day and I was about eight or nine years of age and I followed my father round the back of the old farmhouse and went in through the door and my father was an ungodly man. He had no time for God or prayer. And we went in and, and, and he turned around to me and he said, Shh, Tandy's praying. And we sat in that, that kitchen of his and down in one of the rooms you could hear him praying. And he prayed every day between one and half one. He went down into the room, no matter who was about, no matter what was on in the farm, Tandy got down on his knees and he started to pray. And he prayed, I can tell you, Tandy Ferguson's prayers brought me to the door of the kingdom. And then there was big Alec. <laughs> See Gilbert there tonight, <laughs> big, big Alec. And he was a big man. I was in a prayer meeting one time, you know, I had a tent mission down in Enniskillen in 86 and with a day of prayer, Alec prayed for one hour and five minutes. And I'll never forget one of the things that he prayed. He says, Lord, Lord, go through these sinners tonight like, like a knife through butter on a June day. <laughs> There's no fridges in Alec's days. And big Alec could pray. You know, those men used to get together, a dozen of them on a Saturday night, and pray for families in and around Enniskillen. And when I started to go out with Pat and things were shaping up in that direction, these men prayed and they cried unto God. And I thank God that their prayers brought me, I'm quite convinced, to the door of the kingdom. When the early apostles prayed, the place was shaken. When Paul and Silas prayed, the prison shook. When Elijah prayed, men fell, fire fell, and rain fell. When Joshua prayed, the sun stood still. When Daniel prayed, he closed the mouths of the lions. When Abram prayed, God delivered Lot and his family out of Sodom. Do you want me to go on? Do you want to give me another reason why you shouldn't come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night? We're seeing mighty answers to prayer. Stand with us this week. Pray for your child. Pray for your mother. Pray for your son. We're praying for sons here and here. We're praying for brothers here and they're being saved. Pray for Clabby. Pray that God will bless these two men as they go into this week. Lay hold of God. Powerful praying. Powerful praying will bring men and women to the door of the kingdom. And powerful preaching. Powerful preaching of the servants of God, the preaching of the cross, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which believe it is the power of God, the preaching of the cross. And when I talk about the cross, I'm not talking about something hung round your neck, or something up in a house, or something on the front of a Bible. I'm talking about the cross work of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to get back to preaching the old gospel of the cross. Where the Lord Jesus Christ stripped naked, crowned with thorns, 
bludgeoned and battered there for our sins, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Preach Christ crucified. Preach him crucified, man. Tell the, Lord, the world of sinners lost there's no hope outside the cross. Not in communion. It's not in confirmation. It's not in churches. It's not in denomination. It's in the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But not only powerful praying and powerful preaching, but the powerful pleading of the Spirit of God. You know, it's all in vain if the Spirit of God does not work. It's all in vain if the Holy Spirit is not at work in the lives of a, of an, of, of a sinner. It's all in vain, my friend. And you know tonight whether the Holy Spirit is convicting you, dealing with you, showing you your sins and your past. You know very well tonight if he's tugging at you in these meetings. You know very well that he wants to save you and he's patient and he's long-suffering and he's, he's gracious and he, he, he's pleading and he's pleading with you tonight and he's saying, come now, for all things are now ready. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, come Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they're red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Come, come, for all things are now ready. Don't, don't vex the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't hinder the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit work. Let the Holy Spirit do His work. And His work is to point you to Jesus. Point you to the cross tonight. Nowhere else is any good. Don't be like the boy that I heard of some years ago. That boy that I heard of some years ago when he was at meetings like this and God was speaking to him. And he was going up the stairs one night and it was so powerful that he swung around. He swung around that the Lord was so dear that he swung around and said, let me alone. And God let him alone. And God let him alone. Never strove with him after that. My spirit shall not always strive with man. You can't sit in meetings now like this and just play fool about with God. You can't do that. You mustn't do that. You must come to him tonight when he's pleading. You must come to him tonight when he's calling. You must come to him tonight when he's saying to you, come, now come young man, you come tonight. And we're putting it off to tomorrow night. I'll go to Clabby and get another bit of you. Now is the accepted time. Come now, now today. Don't don't put it off. Don't 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 fight with God. Don't fight with Him. That blessed, lovely Holy Spirit that's striving and, and moving and showing you your past sins that have come up before you, showing you what judgment is, showing you what, what it's going to be like if, if you go into a lost hell. Don't drop into hell. Do you hear that? Don't drop from the lifeboat into hell or from any other boat. The Holy Spirit is striving. Tell me what else could bring. I look down in this meeting tonight, I, I see two Tonys and, and I see other men that, 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 
and others that were delivered from darkness, and I see others that were delivered from drinking, I see some that were delivered from... Tell me, what else? What else could bring cursing, swearing, wicked men and women that hated God? What else could bring a a rebel like me that used to curse at them, Alex, as they preached in the open air? What else could do it? Only the Spirit of God. Tell me. What else can take a man, an evil and a wicked, drunken man, full of drugs and full of profanities and all that, and in a moment of time change him and transform him and make him a new man and a new creature in Christ and send him out to preach like Stephen here? What can do it? Nothing but the Spirit of God working and pointing to Christ. And old things pass away, and glory to God, all things become new. Nothing you can do is only the Spirit of God when it moves and points a man. Tell me, tell me, can Karl Marx do it? Can the Muslims do it? Can the Jehovah Witnesses do it? Tell me who can do it. Tell me who can take a sinner and in a moment of time cleanse him and set him free and make him a glorious, uh, a, a glory for Jesus. Tell me. But I don't know of anybody. But I know he can. And I know that he does. And I know that he will. And I know that he'll do it maybe even tonight. The Holy Spirit moving. Holy Spirit breathing. Holy Spirit changing men and women. Is he working with you tonight? Sinner. The Spirit striving with thee. He's striving with thee tonight. He's showing you, young man, tonight that this is the moment now. You're not far, but you're not in. Do you know that there's a woman in Judges? When she went out one night and she was raped and she was murdered, and she made her way before she died to the house of the, the door of the father's house, and she got her hands onto the threshold of the door. And when the father went out in the morning, she was dead. She had her very hands on the threshold of the door. But she was dead. How do you know you'll be here tomorrow? How do you know that you'll get to Tlava? How do you know that you'll get home, man? It was appointed unto man once to die. After this, there's an after this. No matter what the Jehovah Witnesses tell you, there's an after this. The judgment. You'll need to face it now. You'll need to face it at this moment. The praying of the saints the preaching of the servants, the pleading of the Spirit, the pleading of the Spirit. Not far, not far, mother, not far, father, not far, young man, not far, young lady, not far, but not in. 
And let me say to you tonight, the preaching and the praying and the pleading of the Spirit will bring you to your hand as on the handle of the door, but it will not, and none of those things can bring you over. The only one that can bring you over is yourself. Ah, it's the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. You have your bit to do. You've got to come. You've got to step over now. The door's wide open. And he's saying to you, come, come, come on in. Come on in, man, before it's too late. The storm's about to break. Judgment is about to come. The saints are about to go. Come on in. Come on in, young man, tonight. Take that step of faith. Oh, but I don't understand it. You'll never, I'm 50 years saved, I don't understand any of it. Hard. Well, that day that I got saved on Ann Farm, you for man, I tell you this, I didn't understand. I didn't even know about faith, and I didn't, I'd never, I've never been to Sunday school and heard the gospel like some of you people. I was 25 years of age before I knew a verse of scripture. Oh, but I don't know and I can't understand. No, no. You don't want to. Now, come on. Come on now. You have got to step over tonight by faith. And man, he's calling you and he he loves you. He died for you and he he rose for you. and he, He wants you to come. Will you step over tonight? Will you come in tonight? He that believeth not, the wrath of God abideth on him. Oh, that's awful. It's awful. Let the Spirit speak on to you now. Maybe it's not a mistake that Alan wasn't here. Listen, this is your night. This is your night. Just the same as Pat and I went down to Bundoran for a nice drinking and dancing. Not a thought of God between us, of the things of God or the gospel. We didn't know it. Within an hour of going into that town, we heard the gospel. Pat was saved and I was saved the next day. I didn't know. I just said, Lord, Lord, if this man told me about the gospel, he told me about a better life. If there's something better in life than this and the one, are you happy where you are? Are you content the way you are? Sleeping at night and enjoying your work and going on about your business and enjoying your drink and enjoying whatever else immorality you're at, you're, are you happy? Are you content? Well, stay like that then. Because God can do nothing for you. Not a thing. Not one thing. That's what you want, then you, you have a decision. Choose you this day. Choose you this day, this night, whom you will serve. Come on, is the Spirit driving home tonight? You are saved. You're in the kingdom. You know it. You're sure. I'm no doubt. Pray the wee prayer when you're four years of age and you know it didn't say it out. You love the Lord and you've no doubt. Well, that's good.
But if you're in doubt tonight, then you be sure. If you know, if you're not sure tonight, to be sure you're not saved. Because I can tell you, a man can't have Christ living in him and not know it, and not show it. Mary wasn't long pregnant until they began to know. And the woman will not be long pregnant until she'll begin to show. Are you showing any signs of new life? Hmm? Are you? Not far. Not far. But not true. And all it takes, one step of faith, and he'll close the door behind. By faith, by grace, are you staying through faith? Don't be waiting for feelings. Don't be looking for something to come through your window. You'll not get anything by faith, not feeling. Feelings will come. Just trust him tonight. Believe him tonight. Thank you. Thank him for dying for you tonight and rising for you again tonight. Thank you. Thank him that, he, that the day of grace is here and he invites you to come tonight. And you'll not leave it too late. Let me close with an illustration that I've closed with many times. There was a man standing back from the Niagara Falls many years ago. And it was very, temperatures were below zero and the waters were just moving, moving right swift to go over the fall. And as he stood there looking at the waters, he saw the carcass of a lamb bobbing its way down. And then he looked up and he saw this great eagle swooping round in the sky. And then he saw the eagle plunging down, landing its feet on the lamb and beginning to peck and eat. He was starving. And every time he took a couple of mouthfuls, he turned his beak round and looked to see how far he was away from the falls. And as the thing got closer to the top of the Niagara, he watched them more often. He watched them more often. He ate them, watched them more often. He left it to the very last minute almost. And then he, the man says he flapped his wings out and he began to rise, but his feet were frozen to the land. And he couldn't get up. My friend, listen, there'll come a day when you'll not be able to get out. You'll not be able to get out. If you go to hell, there's no exits. Hell, there's no exits. Mad bird of the sky, that eagle, with his feet squawking and roaring, trying to lift the lamb, plunged over to his death.
left it too late. Too late. Too late. All the preaching, all the praying, all the pleading will bring you to the door. But you must step over. 